0: Now, get ready to talk hockey. Streaming from the Oilers Live Studio. Subscribe or follow today. Hey, 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 it's Michael here with another edition of Oilers Live Tuesday. I've got as my guest right now, Dash, Dash in the Park, from the Heavy Hockey Network. Now, senior writer and contributor, as well as podcaster.
1: (laughs) New article up today keep stacking on the titles.
0: That's right. Yeah, finishing off uh Detroit Red Wings. Ugly win tonight. Ugly win, I thought. Anyway, but they got it done. 5 to 2 is not bad. Uh I'll take it. I'll take them however we can get them. Um Jack Campbell looked uh looked decent. Didn't look I you know, I thought he was getting a little bit of overrated uh praise tonight. There were three or four uh uh, posts at one point, but um, he played a solid game. He made the saves when he needed to, that's for sure. Your thoughts on tonight's game?
1: Yeah, a couple of big ones by Soup.
0: Uh, yeah, it's
1: hard to not be happy about that game, I think. Uh, points in nine straight. Um, what's that? Getting a possible 17 out of the last 18. Five wins in a row on the road. Eight wins in a row for Campbell. Um, nine, one, and two since the show that you and I said that they were going to turn this thing around. I might add. Yep, point points in eleven and twelve since we did de- uh, since we did that podcast three weeks ago. Um, yeah, it was a little bit ugly, I guess. Uh, what do you expect after coming back after a long break? Um, McDavid and Drysaitel still had a little bit of Turks and Caicos in them, I think, and. Ultimately, um, needed the well, secondary their worst scoring, game. To, yeah. It <laughs> wasn't pretty, it wasn't pretty. Um, might have been Fogel's best. Um, yeah. so we just needed the secondary scoring to kick in, and and it did. It just waited until the second period. Then things got feisty,
0: yeah. Yeah, it was feisty. I'm gonna add in uh, Kirk here, writer for oh, Hibiyaki, boy. and they. Contributor to the Paddle Down podcast. You just did an uh, episode. Uh, so if you uh, subscribe to Heavy Hockey Channel, Heavy Hockey Network, on wherever you get your podcasts, Kirk just did a podcast. Uh, your thoughts, Kirk? We just heard from Dash about the game tonight. Um, you know, thought it was a little bit ice, but uh, thought it was a little bit of an ugly win, but a win nonetheless. Campbell I I thought might have been a little bit of an overrated performance cuz everybody was giving him high praise but I he made the saves when he needed to. He didn't play poorly, that's for sure I thought. Um yeah.
2: Thoughts on the game? Yeah, no I I thought uh, Campbell he uh, he uh he had to make the stops when he had to. Um kept the boys in it there. I thought uh like, like some stranger just said, I thought the top dogs were still on vacation, uh, or still stuck in Florida and thank God for, 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 uh, McLovin, they're stepping up and I thought he was going to get a Hattie tonight, but yeah, no, thank God for our bottom six, you know, they, at least they showed up. Yeah. What'd
0: you guys think of that, uh, stat? Was it, um. Louis said, or maybe Jack said, but uh, the Oilers being uh, plus five or plus eight goal differential uh, when McDavid and Dry aren't on the ice.
1: I mean, I. Plus 11 now. I it was plus seven before the game.
0: Yeah. Was it? Yeah. The
1: season before, it was uh, minus 21. The season before that, it was minus 23. So, yeah, that's quite an improvement.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, five thing tonight. This is great. Like, you know, Woodcroft's got kind of got it where he needs to get it, which is have these guys. You know, when they sit out, they come back hungry to to play some games, right? Because um, the the challenge with Fogle, uh, and and uh, we heard this when he was in in uh, Carolina as well, was you know inconsistency, mm-hmm. um, and he's had it. The whole time he's been in Edmonton, but he'll he'll have games like tonight. Like he's capable. He's more than capable of being this player. He's he's a capable, you know, uh guy that could you should be able to play uh second line uh some of the time, but he just hasn't shown that on a consistent basis. I thought I think this is great. I think, you know, um you ride him until you know he's not playing well anymore and if JP's still on the team, you throw JP in. You know, you you worked that. You guys, your thoughts on that?
2: Well, you you, you mentioned there about uh, about McDavid and Drysaitel. There, I, I don't know if you guys follow NHL Sid. There on Twitter, he does do a little bit bits there for for our competition. But he put out a tweet tonight that I thought it was really interesting. He said, including tonight's game, the Oilers outscored the opposition at a rate of forty-seven to thirty-eight at five on five without McDavid and Dry Settle on the ice, 55.3 goals for percentage. Um, with at least one of McDavid or Drysaddle on ice, the Oilers have actually been outscored 65 to 66, just to back up what you said. So something to make a note of if you're Ken Holland. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, he, okay. it's been great. He's good with those numbers. He's, you know, seemingly has a knack for that. Yeah, your thoughts? I back? think it was forty,
1: forty-nine 49 to 38 by the time that game was done, because they had another yeah. four goals without McDavid on the ice tonight. So no, that was probably a mid game tweet, right? Um, uh, but yeah, it's nice to have the depth, isn't it? To have the team. Having a guy with the talent of Fogle to sit in the press box and think about it for a game and come back and have this kind of performance. I thought he was going to have a hattie tonight.
0: Um, well, I mean, we were all cheering for it. <laughs> There's no doubt. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, bring back and and Arby if you need hat to trick and, for a guy like uh, Fogle, right? You know, just being yeah. in front of the net, doing what you need to do. Nothing fancy, yeah. which, you know, you know, if he's scoring fancy goals, he's not playing the way he's supposed to be playing. He just needs to get the puck on the net and, and be there when it needs yeah. to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh all right. So we've got uh we've got Fogel played a hell of a game. I thought um I mean the big thing uh circulating around Twitter as of late. I even hate getting into it. <laughs> but you know I'm going to. So we'll just rip the band aid off right now. The ask is we're led to believe uh, by folks like Gregor, uh, who's I I think he's, you know, uh, understands what's going on for sure. Better than better than I do, let's say. And uh, he says that uh, Arizona is asking for two firsts and a second for Chikrin. Chikrin has been obviously a hot topic of discussion in Edmonton seems to be like the second coming of McDavid, by the way <laughs> fans are talking about him. Uh, you know, I'll ask, this is a two-parter. Um, I guess the first part is, do you want any piece of Chikrin, if he's available? And then the second part is, if if you want Chikrin, is he worth two firsts and a second? And if you guys want, I can tell you what I think, and you can respond to that. Maybe I'll do that. Uh, it's a little bit easier. My thought on it <laughs> is, yeah, I mean, look, I get where fans are coming from. You know, there's, there's got to be something the team is going to do come trade deadline that's, you know, will push this team a little bit further ahead than where they're at. Uh, I think, you know, it's... The team hasn't played... We talked about this, I think last week or the week before. The team's somewhere in the middle between this eight, one and one team right now and the team we saw, you know, prior to this stretch. Right? They're not, you know, they're not this is not an eight, one and one team, I think, over the long haul. At least I don't feel that way right now. I think they need a couple parts, one of those being defense. Um and uh, you know, at this at the same time I'm I'm like I'm thinking to myself, you know, they're a better team than what everybody's been giving them credit for, right? Adding Deharnay into the lineup, uh the emergence of Broberg seemingly as a as a solid uh you know third pairing D, right? Uh Barry's been half decent. I I think that you know the way I look at it is there's no way I want to give up two firsts and a second for a guy like Chikrin, who for me has too many question marks, A, injury-wise. And B, I'm not, I'm not convinced he's the right type of D-man for this Oilers team to go the extra mile. And So, you know, if you're going to start giving up firsts, let's find the right guy, right? Or find somebody that's it, at least closer to what, what we need. Um, I mean, your thoughts. I don't know. Kirk, you want to take that one?
2: Well, I, I think we need defensive defensemen. Stay at home. Stay at home. It was evident there tonight with our top pairing again. I hate the harsh on both Nurse and CeCe. I know Nurse there, he blocked about three or four shots during those penalty kills, but I, I just think... That's the, we just need depth. We we don't need another offensive-minded defenseman. And I know Chickren, he likes to throw the body around and, and, you know, he does contribute on the score sheet plenty. My biggest thing is for, for Chickren is if he can stay healthy. That's it. I, I, at this juncture, like I said on my podcast earlier today, I don't think pollen's going to bite. I, I really don't. I think he's just he, he uh, like two years ago he went quote unquote big game hunting there with andreas Athanasiu, if you want to call that and gave up a you know a couple picks, but does he really bite on on what Arizona's gonna have to offer there and say, okay, well fine, I'm gonna give up all these picks and and perhaps a prospect depending on who it is, but I just don't see it honestly. What if-
0: now, Kirk. Before we go to you, Dash, maybe I'll put this in there because if let's say it's the only deal that becomes available
2: to Holland, is it then it.
0: worth two firsts in a second?
2: I, I no? don't believe he he'll say no if yeah. if that's the only deal he's got. Holland would say
0: no too. I think that's part of it. I think he'll say no as well. But no. you know, my question is kind of you know, do you think it's worth it? I mean, cause if Holland says no, but it's worth it, you know, there's something to some of the commentary that's out there that Holland's doing a shit job. Right. Um, yeah. right. Like if he's not willing to take that chance and, you know, quote unquote, go for it. Is he doing well, a look poor at, job? Look at
2: his history. Look at his history. When has he gone all in? Well, we we know that line. like
0: Kirk, I know, I don't, I'm not disagreeing with you on that. <laughs> But I, but my my question is, if if that's what's available to him and he doesn't take it, right? Like if he if, if you know, is that does that mean that this team needs a different GM, right? Like to go that go that extra bid? Maybe you can't answer that, but that's my yeah.
2: question. He he yeah. loves his first round picks too much. I, I just. I agree. I I totally I, I don't <laughs> see it. I couldn't, I ag- it, I couldn't agree
0: more, Kirk. I don't think he's going to do it. <laughs> but but what's the argument in oil country is going to be if that's what's available to him, and he doesn't take it, then there's a I, I'd say a good fifty percent of the fan base that's going to be severely upset that Holland didn't you know quote unquote go all in right. Yeah, uh, because he wasn't willing to trade two first-rounders. Dash, your thoughts? I've been pretty vocal on this, haven't I? Um, yeah. I, I don't want to. you hardly vocal, so let's <laughs> let's ask the Not guy that sits in it. the corner, the quiet guy in the corner. Dash? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just waiting my turn. Um, Chikrin is too much of what we already have. Um I don't believe that he fills holes that we have in our lineup. I think he's uh, somebody that can bolster us from a skill level. I think there's um, obviously some upside from a from an offensive standpoint. Um, the thing is, is uh, I said it from the start. He's he's hurt four out of every ten games of his career, and he's been good as of late. But all he's proved in the last five years of his life is that. Once he goes on a bit of a heater, he's due for an injury. Um, it's the last thing we need is to give up three first-round draft picks to go all in, as you put it, before this playoff run and have Chikran tweak a groin or hurt an ankle again and, and not play the entire playoffs. Then we didn't get our big chip. We lost three first-round draft picks. That opportunity cost makes me want to throw up in my stomach. Like it's, it's, it's absolutely not worth it. Uh, um, you know, I understand he outplays plays his salary by a long shot. I understand that there's a ton of value there. You still have to move salary in, salary out and dollar for dollar. There's still a lot of money to move. Um, <clears throat> you know, if I was to describe Jacob Chikrin, what he's a, he's a six two, um, what two ten left-handed shooting defenseman um, skates really well, makes good outlet passes, uh, can skate um, the puck out really well, um, and contributes on the power play. Well, I just described Broberg or Broberry in in that exact sentence. Like six two two ten skates like the wind, makes good outlet passes, left-handed. Why do we we? Injury prone, (laughs) right? Like, we've already (laughs) got that guy. We did, and he's really affordable, right? So, I don't, I don't like it at all. Um, a lot of Chickren's advantages come on the power play, and we've got two guys, I think, honestly, that would probably rank
0: ahead of him on the power play. Yeah, he's better than Barry. Second power play on the Oilers, no doubt. We don't have a second power play, Michael. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and there, and then there's that too,
1: right? Yeah, right. So, and yeah, and Bouchard's got thinking. that as and far as a developmental standpoint. We'd be crazy not to keep giving Bouchard those second line minutes
0: because yeah, that's the, our. The word that's on that's one of our top pairing defensemen
1: is, of the future. So,
0: which is the thing All I don't The word on Chickrin is he's a um, he's a you know middle defender at best. He's a second Go get Gooden. Go get Edmondson. Go get
1: Carson Susi. Go get. Um, go get McCabe out of Chicago. Whatever. I I I, I they're I mean, better than Chickren in my opinion.
0: I can't I can't figure it out. I mean, everybody seems to you know they they're glued on Chickren, like absolutely. I never happens this guy and uh, they're just
1: locked into the fact that he makes he's has the value of an 11 million dollar defenseman at the price of 5 or whatever or good 4.6 or whatever good for him and it's just yeah. ultimately it's 4.6 is still 4.6 no matter what he's worth and
0: and what we JP's need, 3 we don't million need any offensive team. defenseman on this team. That's the thing. We need a guy that can play salt with D. Stay at home. Well, that-
1: yeah, look like the new defenseman defends with his on, feet
0: on the back end again, right? Yeah. I would yeah. you know, would you love to have Larson? Of course you would. And he's yeah. nothing like Jickren. Yeah, no. right? That's the kind yeah. of guy we need. Right? We need just, the upgrade on CC. That's what we need. We need just, a CC yeah, somebody
2: with a little bit of sandpaper, like, but doesn't isn't afraid to throw the body every now and then and clear pucks out of the front of the freaking net. Like just just container chaos, you know, have that guy that calms everybody down when it's Caesar or rough, just calm and just just offensive defenseman, a stay at home guy, period, yeah,
0: and um, and any one of those that dash that you mentioned you know fill that void they're they're not maybe they're not like. The best defenseman available out there right now.
1: We need another Vinny, DeHarnay, but twenty-nine years old.
0: Yeah, experience.
2: Yeah, vet. Absolutely, playoff vet. Yep.
0: Then the next question becomes: How do you afford Chicken? Right, like if you can't get. I said that. Yeah, yeah. If you can't get JP out, um, and then I think you need to make a couple other moves
1: you'd have to have uh, Yamo on uh, LTIR and yeah. move move JP out and there's 6 million
0: yeah but. some stranger says we need a truba <laughs> he's like that's a bad word for me man i but <laughs> ju- oh <laughs> z-
1: did we not just say this in our <laughs> private thread is as- <laughs> Some stranger, some spy. I think <laughs> I got I got Heber fired right up in our group thread because I said we need a Truba. He goes trumpeting off all the time about how we need Corey Perry, Corey Perry, Corey Perry. We need Jacob Truba.
0: Thank you, some stranger. goddamn rights, hey Truba, print it. Uh, Neil Garrity says I want Chirot, uh, Chirot and uh, Perrin. Oh. No
2: impossible, but a guy can dream no right? you're right there. too much money
0: yeah what yeah. um,
2: about Luke Jen. a right-handed defenseman. I don't know if he can play it on his offhand or not, but for ultra cheap though, we can definitely afford him yeah
0: i mean i the, I've been saying this for a while though is that <laughs> the oil the oilers are going to get a guy that some people are going uh, to have to good. look up. Right? That's who's going to end up on, on in the trade deadline. It's not going to be a guy that everybody knows right away. You, you may have known his name, but you're going to have to look him up. That's the kind of trade Holland is notorious for making. Unless if somebody else takes the reins, that's what we're getting. We're getting a guy that... Uh, like CeCe, in some ways, was that guy. Everybody knew who CeCe was, but a lot of people had to say, wow, you know what's he really done lately, and that's the k- same kind of guy we're going to get when the trade deadline comes. It's not going to be any first-round picks. That's not Holland style. And if he does, I'll be <laughs> be incredibly surprised. And uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I mean, but I just can't see it. I don't. I. This the way. I, I guess my biggest question is though: like, if that's the case, I mean, what? Where do the fans go? Where does the wind go as far as oil country is? I mean, it, it's going to blow up 50% of the fan base. You look, Gregor did a poll. That's what sort of started me on this track. He did a poll about, you know, what, what are what are you willing to, to go after? Dr. Gonzo says Gavrikov. I think I'd be oh, all right. No. With I'd be all right. No. With him. I mean, if at the right price, right? um But anyway, I mean, uh, so Gregor did a poll today. You know, would you would you be willing to do two firsts in a second for chicken It's fifty fifty, right? And when I when when I commented on it, that I said, "There's no way." Like, you'd have to put a ton of conditions on those picks for me to even consider it, right? And I and I'll be honest, I'd consider it at some level. I would say, yeah, you know, that's possible, but. Here's condition one, is that he plays so many games, right? Maybe he plays so many games in the playoffs. You know, something, whatever. I put, a, I put a whole ton of conditions on there. And if, and if none of those conditions happen, then it's a second-round pick, right? Um, in other yeah, news, half, half of the corresponding
1: voters on Gregor's poll were from Calgary in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Man, I want, Wouldn't like... Be surprised. I want 13 feet of hulking defensemen in a pairing named Vinny and Radko. Like, that's terrifying. Was it, that's like two guys that show up at your back door with a baseball bat in the dark. You <laughs> and them they bury you in the muskeg. Vinny and Radko yeah. will break your leg. <laughs> Stay away from <laughs> Stu's grease.
2: <laughs> yeah, they take you up north and bury you in there in the muskeg. They no questions asked.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're you're uh, you're right in the middle of the Okanagan with uh, concrete <laughs> boots.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I mean, let's let's move on from this. Um, Kane Evander Kane. There's been some chat about him in the uh, in the chat. There, Shay is listening in. She says, "loves me some Kane." Um, Black Masakari, Kane are fearless as always. He even overdid it tonight just to show off a bit. Uh, Yeah, I saw a couple. Anyway, guys, I mean, your thoughts on Kane tonight? I I thought this is between Kane and then uh, Costin there with the uh, takedown. (laughs) Beauty takedown. And (laughs) it looked like a... Looked like a good old-fashioned body slam, as you guys know. I'm not huge into the wrestling, but I could see why now. I get that now. I get the wrestling hockey comparison there. Costin had the great body slam. Uh, DeHarnay, uh, there was one shift there. It was just off of the where the puck was. I don't know who he on that. He pasted somebody on the glass behind the net, and then he goes they go out to the front, and he. I think that guy's like got pieces of de Harney's stick embedded into his uh <laughs> into his hips uh this team's got a little bit of grit for a change um but tonight Since it started Kenny with the Kane. lineup man it started Dave, with Kane. Playing, yeah yeah that's true yeah.
1: yeah Kane came back mini hit the lineup I think within two or three games of each other, and all of a sudden the boys are playing two inches taller.
0: yeah yep absolutely yeah it was great,
1: great. you think McDavid stands up to Patrick maroon? They're not around? Like, I don't know. I just think that you get a little more fearless out
0: there. Dry said I would. <laughs> <Dry>. <laughs> probably stick them right the in the nut. <laughs> <He'd> stick them <laughs> right in the nuts.
2: <laughs> 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 Again? <laughs> Good old cup check, yeah. i Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, Sounds like uh, Kulak <laughs> made a date with Favri
0: into the next game, yeah. What's, what's the, you know, uh, one of my favorite parts of the night. I again, I don't remember who the re- Red Wings player was, but Costin. You know, when they're in their, in their scrum and Costin says, "Look, either we're gonna go or I'm done." The guy's like, "I'm done. I'm done." <laughs> Sorry, big guy. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <Darnie laughs> has made it known they will enter
0: scrums. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's good. It's good to see this team doing that, right? Yeah. Like this is, um, if, if I had to say, you know, there's, uh, one of the reasons for being, you know, what you said, plus nine now on the five, uh, without, um, McDavid I think it might be plus money. 11,
1: plus Plus 11. ten or a plus 11.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's one of it, right? That's one of the reasons a little bit more yeah. grit, you know, this team was sitting around. They were what? Minus two for a little while before this stretch. Plus 10. Yeah. But they were sitting at uh, minus, I think minus two at one point, minus two or were uh, around there, and now they're at plus twenty eight uh, goal differential. They're on fire. They're going on fire. Um, you know, there's there's lots of good things, but this um, showing a little bit of grit. So you continue on. I, I my my thought is, and I'll go to you, Kirk, because you're the you're a goalie guy. You continue on with Campbell, who's now. What one seven in a row is
2: it? I think it's eight in a row now. Eight in a row.
0: Eight in a row. Yeah.
2: Uh I would I would try to get Skinner back up and running. I would yeah. say split it 50-50 for the next little while. I even though I know Campbell's Campbell's good, but you need you need to get Skinner some games. You got a back to back here on the weekend, so I would go Skinner versus Philly and then Campbell versus Ottawa and then Skinner versus Montreal, just back and forth makes sense.
0: Yeah. I'd actually probably play that differently, but I I don't know if there's a wrong answer right now. That's the nice thing, right? Like, you know, you're not certainly it's, um, this is kind of a nice situation because there's no controversy right now. They share very nice problem to have. Yeah. Right. Very nice problem to have. Mm -hmm. Like you could say there was a goalie controversy, but there's not, I mean, this is, uh, these are two guys that are sharing the net for a change. I but I would put uh, Sean in Calgary. Says Campbell is streaky. Keep the stash in shape.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I kind of that's what I'd run. I'd run Campbell for one more game, and then run Skinner at the first half of the back to back. Yeah, um, because that's the that's the perfect time to get him in net. And um, you know you you got you got soup who's just playing super well right now like so, and, that's, yeah. and that's probably but, but again I don't think there's a wrong answer
1: uh, yeah I got another take I think
0: yeah all right you usually do um, <laughs>
1: um, I don't know I had a new baby not long ago um, if, if I was on the road in a hotel I'm getting way more sleep um, you know they got a five game road trip here all five teams are in the bottom ten of the league uh they play the 13th, 14th, 15th and 16th place teams in the Eastern Conference here on this little road trip. Um get Skinner going now. Get him going now. Um Campbell's hot, keep him hot, get him a game or two, but I think I'd play Skinner three of the next four on the road and then uh you know, supplement Campbell again as a 50-50 on those, you know, home games and try to uh try to get Skinner um going as early as possible but I, I yeah it's a good problem to have i think going one a one b it doesn't matter who's who's a and who's b it's just good news
0: that we got an a and a b and they're both dependable yeah yeah i mean i it, even you know sean and calgary says i wouldn't complain Oof. uh whoever uh woodcroft puts a net down that feels good uh, yeah there's no He's wrong answer in this right yeah. like it's it's just a um it, and that's just yeah. And maybe you overthink it a little bit even,
1: <laughs> right? Like, like the w- well, I mean no, we're not. Like are they, the the way they're playing right now, the way that we've got these two goalies playing right now, have we had a tandem like this since Smoking Fear honestly, like Habby no, I, it's, and Dolori? <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's
0: still a little early for me to get too excited. Ty Conklin, <laughs> Mike Morrison? It. Ty
2: Conklin, there we go. There. Right, like what? I was uh, going to say, Rolson and marketing, but hey, you know, hey. Uh, you know, what? that's not that's not, bad not a bad one. But marketing, look at you, it's like you. Who did like who did Cujo
0: have as a backup? You should do a goalie podcast, uh, Kirk. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anybody got a name for it? Paddle there's down. a
1: There's a gap in our network. If you want to try and do anything about goalies <laughs> on a podcast,
0: no.
2: I'll try. All right. Hey guys, also, uh,
0: speaking I'll try. of the network, for those <laughs> of you that haven't checked it out yet, our uh, our friend from the Cult of Hockey did a guest article on the Heavy Hockey Network. Mr. Bruce McCurdy wrote uh, an article for heavyhockey.com. It's on there right now if you want to check it out. Uh, if you guys haven't read it yet, the gist of it is... That a certain Mister Broberg reminds McCurdy of another Swede. Uh, have you guys had a chance to read it yet? And what are your thoughts?
2: I did, and he just he he basically comparable there to to uh, a former legend who's no longer playing here, Mister Oscar Clefbaum And I, it's actually scary the comparables, like. And and he topped it the you know, he threw the cherry on top there saying he's part of your building blocks, not a trade chip. You know, and mm-hmm. he hit the nail on the head there at the end. Like I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it is like it's um it's unbelievable. You know, they uh when you look at how it's compared, you know, the progression, everything about it, right from you know, when they were kids to I didn't realize, I never thought that, um, I didn't realize they actually played together for what did he say about 50 seconds or something? I didn't.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It was something crazy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: Something crazy like that. Uh, your thoughts dash, did you get a chance to read it?
1: Yeah, I agree with Kirk. I, I think, um, you know, it's nice to add that they're both molded out of the same sexy Swedish piece of clay too. Right. Like they, they look the same in a, in a picture. Um, Set second coming, and it feels like, and I hope that's his potential, right? Um, but avoids the injuries and avoids the shoulder problems that Clef had. Um, so yeah, I, I agree, and I, I think he's he's part of the core. He should and should be, right? Right? I think Bouchard and Broberg should be a pairing. I, I, I think there's a science bes- behind why they're playing so much together this year. Like I don't think that's by accident, right? That that should be your number two pairing for sure. In the future, and you know, let let it let it go. We we made the investment in Broberg. We might
0: as well go now. We didn't get yeah, I, We didn't get you know. Let's let's go. And and if anything, I mean, you know, you watch these two develop together like this, uh, it gives you a little bit more hope for what the next couple seasons look like from an Oilers blue line perspective, in terms of the growth, even with DeHarnay back there you know, the growth of Darren A, I mean, he's, I I keep waiting for the game where he looks out of place, by the way, and he just doesn't. <laughs> in fact, he's, you know, uh, like
2: tonight, he's well, just he's a beast. Did you like, see yeah, the there, footage deal. there there during the one break and he's just hacking and whacking against Fabry they are just getting in his kitchen and just pissing him off. And finally, you know, just gra- even grabbing guys just on the back of the Jersey that are like. kind of sort of a scrum, but he's like, Hey, you know, he's like the giant Andre, the giant out there. He's just grabbing guys and (laughs) it's awesome, awesome. man. It was nice to
0: see, right? Like it's, it's something different for this, uh, uh, for this thing. Some stranger says everybody's podcasting at the same time tonight. How many different streams you watching? (laughs) I know the cult of hockey goes on when I'm post game, the cult of hockey is definitely on, but there's, yeah, there's probably a couple different folks.
1: Glad got you your sure. back's probably doing, uh, doing a post game short shift.
0: Yeah,
2: yep.
1: We love the guys that got your back, you know, as they said on their podcast. Ryan Rashog said he loves the guys on straight off the pipe. So <laughs> just want to share the love,
0: share the love, share the love, share the love. All right, there's another article on heavy hockey today. Guest, uh, guest writer. <laughs> <laughs> dash dash oh, the expert this, uh yeah. i did a uh article uh homemade stew the ascent of stuart skinner speaking of you know uh progressions and direction uh dash good job by the way um had a chance to read that uh it's interesting to see and i don't know as you're reading it and maybe you kind of had an idea before you even started it but interesting to kind of think about his progression and how he you know how he came up the ranks and it and it was always the same thing kind of undervalued maybe at first to a point where he was you know overachieving uh based on the expectation right and um and the same same thing this year right probably undervalued at first uh but now a uh an all-star uh, you know, first-year All-Star. And um, and then the other piece to that uh, article, again, go check it out at heavyhockey.com, is the fact, you know, that, look, we haven't had many Edmonton-born players that have really excelled in, in Edmonton. I I always, when I think about that, I always think about Lupul, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like, he is the first guy that comes to mind as, like, the shit show that happens when a guy from from the city ends up in Edmonton and Mm -hmm. just, you know, um, anyway, uh, this is just such a great story for so many different reasons. Southside athletic club, you know, even the, uh, the Berlin story, uh, coming in and, and all those guys from the same team. Uh, I, I thought by this point in the year, we would have seen Tyler Benson, uh, a little bit more, um, you know, uh, but you know, he's, you know, he's got a role to play uh i'm sure at some point anyway what a yeah great article and um any of that like surprise you that it it just had that progression all the way through his career did you um it, did, I, I know either have either of you like watched him when he was uh, as he was coming up the coming up the ranks
1: yeah i went and watched those guys play when they were in triple a midget um Soon after Tyler Benson, who you, Tyler Benson, who you just mentioned, easy for me to say. Um, those two years that he played Triple A Bantam with Skinner, he had 250 points in 68 games, or something like that. Like it was absolutely unbelievable. Um, that league was completely loaded with future NHL stars to the point where it's almost um, beyond possibility to look back and see. You know that that triple a bantam team or even their triple a midget team could produce that many let alone the league they're playing in also had uh Sam Steele and uh, Noah gregor um you know there was guys that were absolutely bound for the NHL and you knew it then so you know when the radios were local radio was talking about this kid that's getting 250 points in 60 games you know it wasn't tough to notice the six foot four six foot five gangly awkward goalie that seemed to be able to bounce around the net with pretty good agility um nothing's come easy for Skinner in my opinion you know like he and you kept saying what was the word you used? I wanted to say underrated. You said undervalued, I think. Yeah,
0: undervalued. And I guess I'd
1: ask you what the difference is really, you know? Um being being underrated and defying the odds at almost every level. You know, he wasn't supposed to probably make a Triple-A bantam team when he was 13 years old, and he probably wasn't supposed to be the starter for a Triple-A midget team when he was 16. He probably wasn't supposed to play and get starts in the WHL when he was 16. Right, And he wasn't supposed to be the starter in the East Coast League when he beat Dylan Wells for the job. He wasn't supposed to be the starter in Bakersfield when he kept the job from Dylan Wells. He wasn't supposed to be the starter in the n h l this year and he's got it. you know why Why do we keep doubting him? All he's done is progress at every single level at the exact pace you'd want him to. He's peaking at an age that's a little bit earlier than your average goaltender having a twenty four year olds twenty four years old most guys peaking at twenty seven I ended the article with, this is homemade stew. Thanks for the idea for the great title, by the way, Kirk. Um, but that, it's what everybody's ever wanted. It, it's He's the hometown guy. He's the goalie. He's the all-star. And all he's done at every level is prove people wrong.
0: Yeah. Why not Kirk, now what do you got? You? I mean, Kirk, you're the goalie guy. <laughs> I, I mean, well, my, my only question should be, why didn't you write the article? Uh, <laughs>
2: Yeah, I was good. I was actually shocked when I when I saw the 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 material there in the chat. I was like, "Wow, okay. Cool." Like but you have first-hand knowledge there, Dash. Like I I'm not a I'm not an Empton native. I'm I'm a Empton rural guy, I guess you could say. I I don't have first-hand knowledge like you had. You you seen him way before I did. Like I remember him being on the on the left Bridge Hurricanes Weird and, Oil King
1: season tickets that those years too. So, we got to see yeah. quite a
2: bit And then he got traded there to Swift current there for their, uh, for their run there, they won, they won the championship, their WHL championship. And, and sadly they didn't win the Memorial cup. A lot of people were, were toasting. I'm like, Hey, you know, they're, they're contenders. Um, but I'm, I'm not surprised. Like when he had that one start there versus Ottawa there, I think it was three years ago. You know, and then Schwartz, he gave him his homework. He said, Hey, this is it. This is how, this is how you do it. And he, he took, he took that under his cap and yeah, he made, he, he put the work in and, and, and it shows like he, and there's nobody else that knows him better than Woodcroft because he was there from day one. He said, this is how you do it, you know, and, and. Stew, like he, he said there in in a couple of interviews, he said it opened up my eyes. Like I had to, I couldn't rely on my talent. I had to put the work in, and just just like anything else, like you see. And I I have to credit Dursa with the title. I came up with an alternate title, but um, I know how much you, that that praying annoys you. But anyways, uh, but yeah, like I thought his was, was
1: homegrown stew, and you added homemade stew. Is it the other? No, way around? no,
2: it was home cooked stew, and his was homegrown. So. <laughs> oh, no, so home- then
1: i i came up with homemade all by myself then oh no I'll take uh, i'll give I all my give it's in the all chat, the credit <laughs> i'm fine to do that <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> i mean i hate to
0: brag come you know on this could not have turned out any worse than like yeah that yeah it's a trade credit. wreck
2: now it's just there's uh, no going back now but yeah. it's in the chat it's in the so chat I gotta, anyways i've got enlarge gonna... like
0: the, the screen here so we can fit dash's head in there
2: yeah, I'll, I'll just fits. leave. My I'll exit the it. chat now. Thank you very much. Thanks, for that. good night, everybody. You know, but anyways, I was gonna add in a basketball <laughs> reference. You know, you take a look <laughs> oh, at the great.
1: Thanks, Nessa.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you take a look.
1: B- what? You take
2: a look at like you. You take a look at at Michael Jordan. You know, <laughs> same difference. I know it's a huge stretch at this point, but same thing. Like he he didn't he didn't always rely on his talent. He had to put the work in.
0: You know? Well, they all do. So, right, they all do.
2: Yeah, but it, I mean, you
0: can, and we, and I talked about this. I put a tweet out about uh Connor McDavid. The one thing that I noticed in the shooting accuracy is, is just how much of what he did was all muscle memory. Yeah, right. Like he, he wasn't like I. He could probably do it with his eyes closed. You know, he just sees the uh targets, and then he hit four for four, or I mean, eight for eight, and he did it in a mechanical way nobody else was like him like there's just nobody that nobody that was a robot with cheat code he (laughs) he is he is but but here's the thing you like go go on to youtube and search you know Connor mcdavid and you find like him doing these things when he was a kid and just being like consistently spending hours and hours perfecting his craft, till everything he did was muscle memory, right? Like you know the the one thing that drives me nuts is when people think that these guys are natural talents. There is natural talent there, but for the most part, if you've met any superstars in any sport or any anything, it's a mental, the mental toughness, the mental acuity, the
2: you know, <laughs> like they're on a different level. How do you think Dry Saddle became an excellent passer? One of the best in the league. Yeah. He just keeps difference. going.
0: Right? Yep. Yeah. Keeps going. And and Stuart Skinner's no different. You know, those guys, they talk about Connor Bedard uh being, you know, having to kick him off the ice at the end of practice every day. Right. Uh, you know, these guys are uh, these guys are great. I was, was going like to add on. I was points
1: in his last 10 games. <laughs> yeah,
0: ridiculous.
2: Been ridiculous. <laughs> like I was going to add in or something. Or something with Skinner there uh growing up in a family of 9 and nine other kids. Yeah. No, yeah. That's uh that's a bit of a challenge there too. A lot of a lot of competition, I'd say.
1: Humility yeah. too though, right? I think you yeah, like you're yeah. the youngest kid. You've got eight older siblings to grow up and learn from and right? I, I yeah, I don't know. He's 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 he shouldn't is everything we've ever wanted, right? Like he's great in the media, great under pressure, he speaks well, he looks good, he's huge. He's an Edmontonian. He is like what what else do you want? If you want to write the story in Hollywood at Skinner, right? Like
2: Just keep yeah, it up. You never see him melt down like
1: the story's not
2: over. You never see him melt down like when he lets in a bad goal like
1: right.
0: He's
2: just a like Campbell
1: telling him, telling everybody he's pathetic, and you know what I mean. Like,
0: <laughs> as Sean in Calgary says, Connor and Leon are obviously always a good story, but it's nice to have R and H Hyman, Kostin Broberg, Skinner, and Deharnay as well. And I want to, you know, we were again, you know, this is, um, and it's too bad we can't, let the private chat go on. But you know, it, in this is a controversial take, but. I'm I'm starting to side with Holland a little bit in how he's built the team or how he's, you know, and, and it's oh it's sad to say it's a controversial take, but the reality is is there's such a big group of Oilers fans out there that would love to see Holland move on. And I and I look at this team, yeah, you know, some of it was here before he, he got here, but he inherited some problems too. We went from twenty fourth to fourth. Yeah, and we're, you know, third, third in the, uh, How third dare you in the row in the playoffs. But I'm looking at, you know, today I'm looking at this core group. <laughs> like a core group that includes Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Zach Hyman, Evander Kane, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins on forward. And the first guy that comes up, for a contract is Leon Dreisaitl. Two extra seasons of Leon Dreisaitl. Like we could take, you could take one of those guys out of that mix. Maybe not Connor, and you still have a really great core group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then whether you, you know, I always hate saying this, but people hate. Some people hate Darnell Nurse. Well, I dash. I go back to you know everything you've said, which is the you know this is a guy that was a Norris Trophy candidate not that long ago. Sixth,
2: finished sixth on the ballots. Was that his outlier year? Would you say or what? Or just just I I I still contend that the
0: only reason people dislike Nurse is the contract, and and he's being overutilized on a team that is lacking solid D and so if you and if you had a guy like we're talking uh first pairing with Cody CC
1: nurses top five in the NHL over the last three years or four years in five on five time on the ice he's top five in the NHL in time played against other teams first lines he's like he's he's one of the biggest minute loggers in the entire NHL.
0: And he's locked up. He's right. never had an
1: easy assignment. He's never had an easy assignment. No. And f- before the nine and a quarter million or whatever the hell he's making, he outplayed his contract three, four straight years. We, uh, we honestly, we owe him this money. Yep. Like it, When it all balances out over the five years Darnell's played, like, you just fine with me. Just fine with me, Doc.
0: So you got him. You got him locked up. Let's just talk about the two seasons remaining in Dry Settle's contract, right? Because I, I think if we were, you know, fighting for, uh, you know, if, I hate to say it, but if we're fighting for a cup, which I, you know, I hope we are, but I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> but if we're fighting for a cup this year and next year and the year after, if we did that three years in a row, I'd be pretty damn happy. And then add in, Skinner and Campbell, assuming that these guys stay on the track that they're headed on, you've got, you've got those five on forward. You've got Darnell Nurse on D, plus whoever you add at the deadline for another couple seasons, plus you got Skinner and you got Campbell. Look, guys, this is how teams, you know, it took Tampa Bay a little while before they got going, and then when they did, they were ru- running for a little while. This is how teams get it together, Yep. right? And I, 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 honestly, I was not a Holland fan. But now I start looking at this roster and I start thinking about, hey, we beat out 28 other teams last year in the playoffs. We finished higher than 28 other teams. Mm-hmm. And we're going into another year where, uh, you know, Dash, you said it earlier, we're a second-half team. It's been a second half team every year for the last few years. We're We're the second odds on favorite on gambling websites to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. I mean, this is second odds on favorite. And and we've got an opportunity to add folks, right? Like, whether depending on what Holland does, we will get better at the deadline. We're not going to get worse, right? We're going to get better. So, I don't know. I'm not, I'm having a harder time being upset with Ken Holland (laughs) and trust me, like when I say it, I was on that, I was on that track. In fact, if they had let Holland go in the summer, I probably would have, I I might not have celebrated on on the stream, but I might've secretly sort of had a little bit of a smile and thought we'd be in the right direction, but Hey, (laughs) this is where we're at. Like there's some time for optimism in my mind. Tell me I'm wrong guys or tell me I'm right. I don't know. I love hearing I'm right. So tell me I'm right. <laughs> yeah,
2: you're right. Yeah. <laughs> right. No. Uh, Hang on. Josh, there, <laughs> Josh hit the nail on the head. Like you got to with, with Holland, it's patience. That's And it, it kills a lot of people like in some, and towards the end of his career there with Detroit, uh, he went a little crazy there with the contracts. It tarnishes his legacy a bit. Yeah, I would say, but guy won three Stanley cups. You can say everything about pre salary cap, the whole nine yards. You still had to build the teams. You still had to have the know-how, the, the, the ingenuity to, to bring those teams together. So why knock the guy right now? Like, I don't know. He, ha- and like I said there on my podcast, I hate to sound like a broken record, but the first day he was hired, okay. nobody am going to, to make mistakes. <laughs> was that?
0: <laughs> no, go on. He's Sorry. chirping you. Yeah.
2: He's chirping <laughs> you.
1: Yeah. I sneezed. Pardon me. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but
2: yeah, like he's only human too. Like he's going to make mistakes just like everybody else. But do you do you really want to look back on Shirelli and all the fucking gaffes he made? Like, hello. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll shut up now. Bash. You have the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I should point out
0: that, uh, they're referring again to another article on heavy com. Uh, Josh Bolton, tough call pod, uh, you know, wrote about, Uh, Ken Holland all the bashing that's going on was you know two short weeks ago that it wasn't hard to find a a tweet or anything out there that was saying fire Ken Holland in fact I still still have it today I still see it today Um, you know still we still run into people that are into that you know think he should be gone and and I'm I'm not that far removed from that thought process Um, but you know the more and more I look at the lineup, as I said, it just, it's just hard to argue with what he's done. And the results speak for themselves, right? You know, I mean, the Oilers are not in a bad spot. We're what? Three points out of first. Is that what it is?
2: Yeah. There's a huge log
0: jam here, you right know, two points, two points out of first place in the, in the division. Five points separate five teams, I think. I mean, that's not bad. <laughs> I don't know. Man. Tell, me I'm, tell me I'm insane. It's right
1: where it. we had him last year. Yeah. Like This is exactly what happened. You pick up steam, you get the momentum at the end of the season when you need it, and you go into the playoffs with, with Robot Connor and the cheat code and Nuclear Drysaddle on one leg, and you just steamroll everybody.
0: Yeah. And Drysaddle might even cup. be healthy this year.
2: It's done. Book the parade just <laughs> turned into this a
0: leaf. Did I miss something? Is this a Leafs podcast? Here, what's going on?
1: <laughs> Leafs uh, haven't been out of the first round since Austin Matthews was sick I just read <laughs> I that. I just it. read
2: that comment. If I could drop the chocolate. mic, I,
0: mean, I would. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right, guys, we're uh, we're closing in at <laughs> the end of this. It's, getting, it's just getting silly from here. It's getting silly. Um, yeah, Oilers, we'll, let's just talk about what's coming up, and then we'll uh, we'll finish off for the night.
1: <laughs> o- no, got... read that last comment first. Read that last comment. <laughs> it could be worse
0: than all, <laughs> in the Oilers could have Rutherford.
2: Yes. Oh man, yeah, just talk about tire <laughs> fires! <laughs> yeah, that's oh, that's priceless.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> we've got we've got Philly coming up on Thursday, Ottawa and Montreal on the weekend, mm-hmm. then Detroit. Uh, that you know, there's there's two home games in a row there that should be like New York with Truba. Uh, the way they played Calgary, we can expect something very similar. Uh that should be two fun games. There Detroit with the uh rematch from tonight and then uh I think the Oilers would be nice and fired up when uh, New York comes into town. Um you know, maybe somebody takes Truba out early. <laughs> I would say I'd say you want to, you don't want him hitting your star players, that's for sure uh was that um you guys your thoughts on that true i hit mm-hmm. on Kadri uh
1: keep your you... head up and do up your chin strap
0: <laughs> i just smile just a little bit <laughs> they're pretty quick. i'll give i'll give Kadri <laughs> uh a prop $25 so, for a helmet look at that Kadri did say it was a clean hit he didn't complain about it he it said, was yeah but you know my, i got props on that like you know you get laid out like that i mean some guys will get up and say was uh bullshit or or whatever he didn't say that as much as i dislike godry um, for anybody that's
1: played any level of hockey and come across a defenseman that's six five or taller <laughs> your options are limited honestly like I, i've come across ta- a
0: defenseman six five <laughs> yeah looking in the mirror looking, yeah, in, the looking mirror. in the
1: mirror and you know, I'll t- actually I'll take exception to you saying that uh you're waiting for Vinny DeHarnay to stand out at some point in time or to jump out at yeah, but as as but he jumps out at me every time I see him, just like you do. It makes everybody else on the ice look like they're from Middle Earth. No,
0: you know? like I'm so waiting, I'm I'm waiting for him to do something wrong is what I'm waiting for. I know not, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, not to, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, I I get where you're coming from. He's um <laughs> he's he's bigger than I am. Shit. I I will tell you this. He's I'm, way bigger than you are and you're a monster. <laughs> I played league. There's there was um this is in Calgary, I played one guy that was a little bit taller than me. And I remember how much it pissed me off every time. I'm like, where, the, where the hell did that stick come from? You know. <laughs> and then I and and I, you know, I played this guy in a couple of games, and then I realized, like, that's that's what people say about me, <laughs> right? Like, the, you know, it's the reach, right? It's it's a difference maker, and I hate playing against guys my height for that reason. Uh, and I, you know, I can imagine DeHarnay has that effect at uh, the ultimate level in the NHL. It's it's fun to watch. And he, yeah. you know, he doesn't look gangly. He, you know, he, uh, he's done his homework. Like he said, he studied Chara and, and everything. He's yep. done his homework. Mm-hmm. He's, he's earned his right to be there. He's just a late bloomer and, and he's, you know, he's doing fantastic. Uh, Kadri found out what it feels like to get
1: hit by a condor taken off on a <laughs> runway.
0: Truba's brutal. I, my problem with Truba is I Truba's think he's, brutal. He's, yeah. Nice, he's like <laughs> nice response. Yeah. That guy, that he guy.
2: sucks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, he doesn't suck. I mean, he's but he's like, I I feel like he's always looking to injure somebody. You know. Uh, that's my problem. And we love Nima Leinen for it. Uh, I, I don't know if that's the same kind of mentality. Yeah. Maybe it is. It's Maybe I've yeah. just got my uh, Oilers shades on. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Uh, what uh, I saw there, uh, Sean in Calgary says 3-0-1 oh, in the next four for the Oilers. Let's close this off with... Uh, some thoughts on the next four before uh, New York. Dash, your thoughts? How do we finish off the next four?
1: Yeah, three, three, oh, and one, or three, and one, maybe. Um, we'll see how, um, I, like, I can see, I don't know, like one of those games, maybe uh, there'll be trouble. Trouble will brew in one. I think I like our chances against most. I think I like our chances back home again against Detroit. Looks like they'll be fired up. Kulak's got a date with <laughs> I think there'll be a few dance partners that that night. Let's just be honest. Um <laughs> that game. So I'm I'm going to be pretty fired up. We're going with three customers. There's like five or six of us that are going to that game together. So um let's hope that that's another doozy. Uh but yeah, I'll I'll agree with that. I think Sean's got his uh, head on pretty straight there.
2: All right. Kirk? I think, I hate to sound like a negative norm or whatever, but the the, the whole uh, early afternoon morning games, you know, the curse, I, it could be stingy there. I, I, think, I think both games are going to be stingy in both, <clears throat> excuse me, both uh, Ottawa and Montreal. I know Ottawa is... You know, they're, they're, they're a version of, you know, if you kick a hornet's nest, they're going to fight back and, and they've been playing nasty as of late Montreal is, is hurting. They've been hampered by injuries all, all, all season long. So they're, they, they can be, they can be a pest when they want to as well. But honestly, if they go, if they go two and two or, or three and one, i I've, if they finish off the road trip, they're over five hundred. I'll be a, I'll be ecstatic. Um, I know it's not saying much. You can't discount. You can't discount Ottawa and Montreal. I'm sorry. Even with Philly, there. Philly's been. Philly's been playing. Sorry, Kirk. Do you want good. to take
0: yourself off mute, everybody? Just kidding. Just bite. yeah. Just I heard, I heard everything there. Yeah. You. <laughs> yeah. You got
2: me on that one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, so you're saying you're what are you going with Ramble here? On you're you're on. all over the place. You said 3-1 and 0. Oh. You said 3-0 oh, and 1, 2 and 2. What do you got? That one out, yeah, 1 and 4. Yeah.
2: Uh yeah, no. It, no no games are going to be easy from here on in. You know, people you are like, "Oh yeah, it's bomb feeders." You know. Get
1: off the fence, Morris. <laughs> Come on man. Give us over. we talking about hey. both sides of your neck. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, three and one. There you go. Three and one. All right. Yeah, three and one. <laughs> <been> one <laughs> three, three and one
0: is what great. I'm
1: going Quit with. Quit rambling <laughs> on, you moron. <laughs> you said
0: it. Oh man, I love you guys. I love you guys. All right. All right. We lost half of our viewership there <laughs> during that moment. But
2: <laughs> this will right. be my last. This will be <laughs> my last right. appearance right. on this podcast. Though. Yeah.
0: Thanks. That's your last appearance. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Alright guys uh, We're going to finish it off tonight uh, Yeah I go 3-1-0 three, three, I'd be a little bit concerned Ottawa and Montreal speaks to the Parody in the league that we've always talked about Everybody talks about those two yeah. teams Can beat you know top teams in the league Any given night um, Montreal you know They're streaky Ottawa's I think Six and four in their last ten. Two matinees like ten thirty mountain That's rough guess <laughs> like that's mourning yeah. for these guys. So back to back. I do think like it's
1: going to be banger after banger after banger. Though we had uh, what two two fights in the first thirty some games of the year. <laughs> yeah, they were both they were both poly-RV. One of the times he didn't even drop his gloves.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> so now weird. he's
1: had seven fights in the last ten games, and I'm going to predict
0: there's probably seven fights in the next four games. That's right on. And and
2: you know it's exciting. It's good hockey. It's fun. I like to see it like a Brady Kachuk and like a clean, clean cost and tilt. That'd be wicked.
0: Oh yeah. Something okay. like that. Yeah, you might see Kane hop in there.
2: Or Vinny. You never know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. I'm going three and one. Uh Vinny will fight Wi-Fi. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh man. There that you would go. Be, That'd
2: be a yeah. nice one. <laughs>
0: That would be good. I'd enjoy that one. All right, guys. um, For those of you listening in, checking out the podcast, uh, you can get the podcast anywhere you can get podcasts. Just check out and search for Heavy Hockey, and there's a number of different podcasts on there. Uh, Straight Off the Pipe, uh, 99 Forever, Paddle Down Podcast by our friend here, Kirk. And then, of course, uh, Oilers Live gets released on podcast forum as well check that out make sure you subscribe more importantly is uh we've got a charity hockey game coming up march 4th of this year zero profit on this one it's all going after the small expenses that we have for ice uh, and um, a couple of the other things it's all going to the sexual assault center of edmonton Uh, Really great um, organization. They give um, just tons of resources, tons of uh, awareness uh, to uh, sexual violence, sexual abuse, all of those things, uh, which, uh, you know, 43% of Albertans have experienced at some point. Uh, So check, make sure you check that out. Um, You can check out uh, the Sexual Assault Center of Edmonton at uh, sace.ca. Um, But all the proceeds are going to that Uh, dash is leading the way on donations. Now closing in on a thousand dollars. Congrats to dash. Uh, But we hope to, uh, we've got some pretty lofty goals. Um, So check out uh, my Twitter, check out dash's Twitter. Uh, We've, we've all got fundraising pages up. Uh, You can, um, you can donate there. And we still have a couple spots left for players. If you want to come out and play some hockey, it should be a fun game. We're going to have Rob Clark sing the anthem before the game. Hunter, the mascot will be in the stands uh, with the kids and the spectators. We've got Kirk uh, taking pictures. Uh, it should be fun. It's been fun. We've done this. This is the sixth game that we've done and um, it's going to be a blast. It should be a lot of fun, uh, but incredibly important organization there's about a 14 month wait uh for counseling right now uh so funds are needed so you know if you do anything uh you know five dollars ten dollars twenty five dollars whatever it's all going to a good cause uh help out or buy a ticket because that money for your ticket uh to the watch party which will be at first round um and it'll be the second half of a back to back with the Winnipeg Jets we're gonna watch that game that first round downtown and buy a watch party ticket, and that money'll go uh to the sexual assault center of edmonton uh and you get to have a night out if that's the least you do you have a night out i I think first round's giving you five bucks back too in uh, in a gift certificate for the bar that night, so anyway, good deal. Uh, that's all I've got to say. Make sure you check out heavyhockey.com. As I said, we had, um, our good, uh, buddy, uh, Bruce McCurdy doing an article on there. Uh, dash is an article. Uh, Josh ragu, the whole team, everybody's been writing lately, a lot of good stuff on there. So make sure you check that out. Uh, we're going to give uh, dash. You had the last word last time. You'll get it again. Don't you worry about that, but, uh, we'll give the last word to Kirk tonight. So dash, um, you uh what do you got uh for us before uh, we pass it over to Kirk, who's been waiting patiently for the last word?
1: I just noticed that when you lit- went through the list of writers there, um the, the guy whose name has rights in it wasn't <laughs> on the list.
0: Jeez. Wow, still <laughs> but, chirping. Yeah. <laughs> What'd but, you do to uh, him, Kirk?
2: <laughs> but yeah, I'll
1: uh I'll write a goalie article. That's cool. Um <laughs> You know what? Ultimately, just uh, always a pleasure being on here with you um, boys and uh, loving the Javi hockey fam these days. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Just, you know, let's keep this thing going. Um, Definitely looking forward to the charity hockey game and uh, not playing for any type of team Dursa. uh, (laughs) I'll,
0: I'll end with that. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Dash. And as everybody knows, uh, I give the last word up to one of my guests and, uh, when they're done, they just say good night and we shut her down for the night. Uh, Kirk, you got the floor, we're throwing each other on mute and, uh, away we go.
2: Well, thanks again for having me on very short notice here tonight. Uh, always a pleasure being on, on the show. Uh, especially when J- dashes, uh, in, in, uh, sitting in there as well, it's always a good time there to hear him chirping me, you know, as always, even though I talk of both sides, my freaking neck. Um, <laughs> but, uh, laying all jokes aside, it's, it's been, it's been awesome. I think it's been over a year since, uh, since you recruited me now and, uh, yeah no it's been nothing short of awesome being here Uh, I can't thank everybody here enough at the network Um, and shout out to Bruce McCurdy man like the guy's a legend Um, and if you ask him any any question on Oilers history he will have it for you point blank like he has a photographic memory so uh, check out them at at, at his work there at the, the Cult of Hockey it's he he definitely does the Lord's work when it comes to, when it comes to the puck. So on that note, thanks to everybody check, tuning in there. Shout out to everybody on the chat and good night.